Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here. Joined in the Audi Performance Studio by Jay Feely, former Jets kicker, who, of course, provides analysis on CBS Sports. It's so great seeing you. Oh, it's great to be here. Great to be out of practice and to see all the excitement. And, you know, it's palpable. You yeah? can feel the excitement out there in practice from the fans, from the team, you know, from everybody on the sidelines. You know, everybody who has anything to do with the Jets, you can feel the excitement. So, your thoughts when the Rodgers trade became imminent. March 15th, he goes on right. the Pat McAfee show and says, my intention is to play in the National Football League. My intention is to play for the New York Jets. And then this trade is finally consummated a couple of days prior to the draft. Well, I thought for, for the Jets it was a home run in every way. I mean, you look back to last year, and I said often I thought this was a very talented roster. Obviously they had injuries, and then they had the issues at the quarterback position. And I think what Aaron does first and foremost is he brings leadership, he brings stability, and a confidence from all those players and coaches, and it changes the whole direction of your franchise. And, you know, to be able to then go get other guys and they want to play with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, I, it, it's it's going to be really exciting to see what happens with this team. You know, if the offensive line can stay healthy and, you know, figure out where everybody's going to be, you look at the defensive line, I compare that defensive line maybe to that Eagles defensive line because of the depth and the talent that they have on that defensive line. The ability to uh, bring guys in and out, sub guys in and out, keep them fresh, which is what the Eagles were able to do last year. You know, they, they basically had eight starters. You know, and to be able to get after the quarterback like they were able to do, you know, you know that Robert Sala wants to do that. That's what he was able to do in San Francisco, and I think he's now got that defensive line. All right, so you've watched Rodgers for years. You played across from him when you were in the National Football League. Just watching him at practice, what are you trying to take out of it? Just in an hour-and-a-half, two-hour session. I wanted to see, one, how comfortable he was, and, and two um, – did I feel like, and I do, is he really engaged and excited to be here? And it, and it definitely seems like that. He made two or three throws. You know, one throw, uh, and I was talking to Woody Johnson about it, was a very simple throw to a back. But, you know, there's pressure. He kind of hops back and turns and throws it right away, knows exactly where to go. It's perfect ball, perfect location in the back and get up. And I'm just like, that's what he's – that's the ability that he brings. You know, to understand where everybody is, to understand where the pressure is coming from and make those, you know, different angle throws and do it so smooth. And then he throws one down the sidelines and I'm sure, you know, we'll see on hard knocks. Oh, yeah. And it was such a beautiful ball. Again, pressure again, but just flicks it, you know, almost looks like he's thrown it away and it's perfect ball location. Receiver goes up, catches it for the touchdown. And, and you're just like. That's what he brings, and he, that's what's so exciting. He's been a magician in the red zone here this summer. I mean, throughout his career, but just being able to watch that every day, uh, it was funny. I was joking about it and saying that in the red zone, it seems like he's playing in the Canadian Football League because it's supposed to be a condensed space, <laughs> but every time he gets yeah. down there, he's lighting up the scoreboard. Well, he, he's so creative, right? And he can do so many different things and throw from so many different angles. And he has the ability to move the pocket and get outside and use his feet to create time. I think that's what makes him so dangerous in the red zone. What do you think about 
him at 39 and is 40 the new 30. <laughs> I mean, I watched Tom Brady and he amazed me every single year that he kept playing. I still think Tom could play, you know, right now if he wanted to. You know, so I, I don't think, you know, you're going to see an old Aaron Rodgers. I think you're going to see a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers, somebody who's excited to be out there. The last couple of years in Green Bay, you know, it, it was almost just with everything that happened, I think it was probably hard on him, you know, and you could see it wear on him. And, and I know personally when I change teams and you go to somewhere new and it, it, it makes you want to go out there and prove yourself again, I think that's what he's going to do here. It's someone who played here, what do you think about where the fans are at as far as their hunger is concerned? <laughs> and you, you talk about that excitement level. Right. This is a team, this is a franchise that hasn't been to the postseason since 2010. Now the expectations are a little bit different. Honestly, Jets fans, probably cautiously optimistic, <laughs> right? Because they're always waiting for the shoe to drop and something to happen. Right. Or, um, you know, but I, I'm sure they're just elated and just so excited. Because think about the quarterback position with this franchise. And, and when have you had a quarterback of his, his caliber? You know, we had Brett for that year. He, was, he played awesome until he got injured. Um, you know, and that was a super talented team. Uh, and, and I always talk about if, if Brett didn't get hurt that year, what we could have done, you know, it would have been exciting. But, um, you know, they, they haven't had a lot of great quarterbacks in this franchise. And so to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you know, is spectacular. And, and hopefully I'd love to see him bring him to, to another Super Bowl and get a championship and get another championship here with the New York Jets. What do you think this place would be like if it's January in late January? And the Jets are in the playoffs. What do you think New York would be like as a guy? Playing? Well, I mean, you know, the fans are so passionate, you know, both negatively and positively, you know. So if things are going really well, they're going to be just rocking. You know, that place is going to be packed and, and so excited and the fans are going to be into it. And, you know, I think New York Jets fans are starved for success and starved for really good quarterback play. Um, you know, it's a tough schedule to begin with. Like yeah. the, the first month of the season is going to be really hard. And so, you know, you got to be ready. The coaches have to know, like, we have to be ready to go September 10th and, you know, come out there and, and, and try to be at our best re week one. You can't have, you can't afford to be like, all right, well, we'll get used to each other and, you know, we'll work our way into the season. You have to be ready to go week one. How challenging will that be? Because Rogers enters here and he's got a system he's familiar with, and he's really comfortable with Nathaniel Hackett, mm -hmm. and that's a great first step. And Alan Lazard is here, and Billy Turner is here, and Randall Cobb is here. But it's like they have to teach that entire system to all, yeah. the, all the pieces that have been here at One Jets Drive in the past. Yeah, and you have to assimilate everybody together, and you have to figure out what everybody does well. And, and the, the key for Aaron Rodgers is – knowing where his receivers are going to be and them understanding what their quarterback wants to wants them to do mm -hmm. and if they can get to that point you know by september then they're going to be excellent you know and that's what because that's what aaron likes to do he wants to know where the receiver is going to be and what he's going to do and what route and the anticipation and throw that ball on time and get it out so you have to understand each other from the quarterback position and the receiver position. I'm disappointed you get the opportunity to watch Garrett Wilson today, offensive rookie of the year. He was having a fabulous start to camp. I think yeah. it's a minor right. tweak with the ankle. But he's developed an instant chemistry with the Rodgers. And when Rodgers talks about Devontae Adams, mm -hmm. you know how much he thinks of Wilson already. And he says – 
hey, this guy could be the top receiver in the National Football League, and he anticipates he's going to put on 5, 10 pounds of muscle in due time. But what are your expectations for Wilson now that he has a guy like Rodgers throwing the football? Well, I watched him last year, and I was blown away at just how mature he was as a football player already, as a route runner, as a receiver, the ability to do everything. Like He was better than I thought he would be. And I had high expectations watching him at Ohio State, you know, and how well he played there. So, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, he could become, like you said, one of the best receivers in the entire league. And when you talk to people about him off the field, you know, there's so many good things that people say about how positive he is and the energy he brings and how hard he works and what kind of person he is. And so when you, when you bring those two things together, you know, you could have a really special player. You see the similarities and parallels with Sauce Gardner because the way you just talked about his approach and mindset, I'm always arguing or stating the fact that these two just have special physical skill sets, but where they are mentally as far as where they want to go, it's just on another level. Yeah, I think the Jets could have one of the best secondaries in football this year. Um, you know, and, and I, I looked at Sauce today, and obviously covered him last year, but standing next to him, he was taller than I thought he was. You know, and, and as well as he can move and, you know, his ability to play that corner position, but to have the length that he has is, I think, what really makes him special. He should have more opportunities to interceptions because you were talking about the defensive line and, the combination with Rodgers, you would anticipate the Jets having more late leads, leads yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that defensive line, they, they work together, right? You get pressure, gives the opportunity for the corners and the safeties to make plays, that secondary to make plays. And, you know, as you get better collectively on defense, it's it's harder for an offense to go away from a guy like Sauce Gardner because, you know, you can't just say, okay, we're not going to throw there, um, you know, because the whole defense is better. And I think with that strength in that secondary, it'll allow him to have opportunities. What did you make of Sean Payton's comments the other day? <laughs> and, and, and what did you make of the way Robert Sala handled it? Because obviously Nathaniel Hackett, to a man, everybody in this building – you know, they love the way he teaches. Mm -hmm. He's had success with different quarterbacks other than Aaron Rodgers being an offensive signal caller. And I'm sure Peyton had – he probably had a couple things in mind in who he was addressing uh, as far as those comments were concerned. But how did you take him? Well, take I, did, I did read that Sean Peyton apologized and said he probably shouldn't have said that. Mm. And um, I, You know what? I don't think anybody in this building really cares what you know what somebody else says, and they they know when you, when you go out and you become a head coach and you don't succeed, um, you know there's going to be there's going to be negative naysayers and people that you know that you have to go prove yourself against, kind of like a player. You know when when as a player, you know you have a bad year, you have to go back out there and you have to prove yourself again. And, and coaching is, is the same way, you know. And and this is a, a league that. You have to win, and if you don't win, you're going to get replaced. You know, as a player, as a coach, management, and that's just the way it is. And so, it's a great opportunity for Nathaniel Hackett to get back together with Aaron Rodgers and to put together an offense and to put together a really good offense. And you know, for Robert Sala to be able to have an OC and a quarterback like that, and then to get his defense playing the way he wants them to play, as aggressive as he wants them, you know, it should should make Jets fans really excited. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. 
The Winbet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on Winbet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. What do you like most about Sala? He's entering that third year. Mm -hmm. They embrace the youth movement in year one. Then you, year two, you take off seven and four. We know what happened down yeah. the stretch. And now here we are. People are talking about the Jets as potential contenders. What I like most about him is just the person. Like I, I think he is an outstanding person. Um, obviously knows football really well. Handles himself well. I think he's steady. You know, it doesn't get too high and too low. Um, you know, I think as a head coach, I, I, you want that. You know, you, you want that coach that's going to be able to stay the same and, um, and weather the storm. And, and, and he has had to weather the storm. It hasn't been easy for him. No. And it's been a long process for them. So I'm excited for him just as much as I am for Jets fans because, you know, hopefully this year goes really well for them and, you know, he can solidify himself moving forward. We're taping this on a Sunday afternoon, people might be listening to this on Monday, Tuesday, or beyond. Delvin Cook was at practice today. What do you think about the potential fit? Oh, I think it'd be spectacular. You do? Uh, again, like in Aaron Rodgers, you're going to get a guy who was so has been so good the mm. last you know four years, who now is motivated again, right? Because when a team lets you go and releases you, and now you move on. It, reju it rejuvenates you and makes you like, I'm going to go out there and prove myself. And for a guy that's accomplished as much as he did, you know, I, I think when you get those kind of players, um, you know, that, that, that could lead to something really special. It's hard to get inside his mind, but he's said very complimentary things about the Jets, mm -hmm. the Dolphins as well, or people who say New England is involved in this. For a guy who used to compete inside the AFC East, this is very interesting the way – his suitors are lining up. Well, it'd be it'd be great if he does sign with the Jets and he, they, you keep him away from Miami or New England. Right. You know, I mean, that's just an added bonus uh, when you're able to sign somebody and, and not allow one of your division rivals to sign them as well. And, you know, he, he's a home run hitter. You know, he, he's a guy that when, when you talk to defensive coordinators getting ready to play the Vikings, the first guy they talked about was Dalvin Cook. Mm. You know, you had to make sure to shut him down, not allow him to hit those big runs and – because that's the fastest way to get beat. And, and then obviously Justin Jefferson as well. But it, the priority was started with Dalvin Cook because they knew how dangerous he was. The Jets got a home run hitter of their own in that offensive backfield. Brees Hall coming mm -hmm. off the ACL. They're very excited about where he is in his rehab. Um, what he looks so good, too, it, before he got hurt. So what will be the challenge for him? Because even if you are ahead of schedule as far as the rehab is concerned, you don't want to go too fast. It's like that balance yeah. of you don't want to hold him back, but you don't want to do too much. Well, you just want to make sure he's healthy yep. and, and ready. And, and then, you know, when you're healthy and ready and the doctors say you're good, you got to go and you got to trust it. And if you try to go and play football and try not to get hurt, that's how you're going to get hurt. You know, so when they say you're ready and, and you've passed all the tests and, you know, you've progressed along, you just got to go out there and let it, let it rip. The people – you think nationally understand you're a guy who covers it inside and out and you talk to the coaches and management but I'm saying like 
as far as elite talent, Aaron Rodgers is an elite player, one of the best who's ever played the game. But when you look at the Jets and you say Quinn Williams and mm-hmm. you say C.J. Mosley and Sauce Gardner and D.J. Reed and Elijah Veritucker and Brees Hall yeah. and Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. do you think people know – how good this roster is other than Rodgers? No, I don't think they do, um, you know, because you haven't, you know, you haven't won a lot of games. And like you said, you haven't been in the playoffs. And, and so they've been building, though, and they have depth and they have talent, and now you just need to bring it to fruition. you got to go out there and win games. And, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters is however you do it, yeah. you got to find ways to win games and, you know, try to get in the playoffs and, and, and do something special. Who's not going to be good in the AFC? Because if you look up and down <laughs> each division, yeah. I mean, there's only, what, eight teams who are going to make the playoffs. Um, well, not eight teams, seven teams, excuse me, because you got the division winners and the wild cards. But yeah. who's not going to be part of this? Yeah, I mean, it's look at the AFC West and how talented they are. And then you look at this division and how talented – all four teams are, you know, with, with the Dolphins and the Patriots and the Bills and the Jets, and you're, you're like, okay, they all could be really good. And, um, and then you, you sit there and you say, okay, Pittsburgh's probably going to be better. And you look at the Baltimore and, and Cincinnati, obviously, and, and that, that division's going to be really good. Right. And so, you know, obviously you, you, when you look at the Texans, I don't think the Texans are going to be very good this year. Um, and, and then, you know, that division with the Colts and, and the Titans, you just don't know. Jacksonville, you expect them to continue to right. get better uh, and take a step forward. And, and they got Calvin Ridley now to, to pair with who they had last year. And Trevor Lawrence probably takes another step forward. So the AFC is just so loaded with quarterbacks. That's what makes it so difficult to play in the AFC. Yeah, because it's interesting because we're talking about the teams at the front, but then you, if you include Cleveland and Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. he bounces back. And the Chargers just gave Herbert the monster contract. Yeah, I expect the Chargers to take yeah. a big step forward this year. But not everybody's going to make it. You know? <laughs> I know. So, so when you look at top to bottom, do you still see at the start, the onset of 2023 and say, okay, you got to start with Kansas City. I mean, that's a team that's a defending champ. Forever. That, and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Cincinnati, Buffalo, Josh Allen. Do you still have those three teams? Yeah, closely somebody, together. Atop? Sure. Yeah. yeah, until somebody beats them, you know. And you know, Buffalo is trying to figure out a way to to take the next step themselves. You know, they they've struggled and lost in the playoffs, even though they played so well the last two years throughout the season. You know, and they have to find a way to to take that next step and to get to a championship game and try and get to a Super Bowl. And you know, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football, and so. When he's there with Andy Reid, as long as he's healthy, like they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. Right. And, you know, obviously the Bengals went to the Super Bowl and, and they've played Kansas City as well as anybody. Right. Um, you know, so those three teams are, are your front runners and, and everyone else is trying to go out there and prove that, that we're one of the best teams. And, you know, it's, it's so fascinating to me. And, and I love the AFC because of the strength of the quarterback position. How about the division? We mentioned the Bills. They've won the last three AFCs. People have high hopes for the Dolphins. I know Jalen Ramsey just got hurt, but Vic Fangio comes over and new defensive coordinator. Up, huge pickup for for the Dolphins, right? Vic Fangio and and, and New England's always a tough out. I mean, New England's beat the Jets in fourteen consecutive regular season games, <laughs> so there is. I don't think these guys carry it with them. What's mm-hmm. happened in the past, 
but no, they, they feel like they owe them something. Right, sure. I mean, if you've been here for a few years and you haven't beat them, you know, that's going to stay with you. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see what happens with New England and, and how they, you know, they got a new offensive coordinator. They had issues last year, you know, with that role. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien will be a lot better. They'll have some more stability. He knows exactly what Bill Belichick wants him to do offensively. And, and can you get Mac Jones to become, you know, a very good quarterback in this league? Because you can't win without quarterback play. Right. So what do you think is going to happen down the line? Like we're in January. Where, where do you think? Do you think this Jets team is poised I to be in the playoffs? I, I think they're a playoff team if they yeah. can stay healthy. I do. There's there's nothing about this team that that I think if they're if they're able to stay healthy, keep that offense line helping, keep Aaron Rodgers healthy. Uh, you know, health is always the, that's the big factor. You know, and you just don't know what's going to happen. But I think they have the caliber to be a, a a playoff team and make a real push. And you know, with Aaron Rodgers. The, the only expectation you have with an Aaron Rodgers here is to win a championship. You know, you're, he's not coming here to get into the playoffs. He, he's done that his entire career. Right. He's coming here to win a Super Bowl, and everyone in that locker room and every coach has to have that same mentality. What would it do for his career bio to win one more, win a second championship, but to do it here? Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd be legendary as a Jet, you know, if he goes and he's able to win it and get him another Super Bowl. And you think about Tom Brady and what it did for him to, to leave New England, to go to Tampa and to be able to win another Super Bowl and, and really just legitimize everything he had done, you know, and, and his position as the best of all time. You know, and, and Aaron is considered, you know, one of the, the, the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history. To be able to go and to take a franchise like this that had so many issues last year and raise them up and win something would be unbelievable. Okay, a couple quick ones. Uh, what's it like? for you coming back here? I love coming back here. I love my time with the Jets. You know, people always ask me, what's your favorite team? And, and one of the things I'll say is when I played for Rex, I never had more fun. Yeah. You know, especially those first two years and going to the championships. And, you know, it, it was fun. It was a great locker room here. And I think that's what made it so successful at the beginning with Rex, you know, because you did have a great locker room and a lot of really good leaders and good people here. And it was just a blast to, to play for him. And so I always come back with great memories. I love doing the games, doing the Jet games. And, um, you know, I probably won't get in, get him this year because Jim and Tony will probably get him. You know, <laughs> get, might I be living the, with I did him. in the last five years, you know. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can get one. But, uh, no, it's, it's, it's great to be able to see the Johnsons and say hi to them and, and, and catch up with everybody. Um, this is a special place, and, and I, I just want to see him start winning. I know it's not sexy when we talk about kickers, but the Jets got a pretty good one in Greg Zerline, huh? Well, they have a, a, a great nucleus, their whole yeah. special teams nucleus, you know, with their long snapper, their punter, and their kicker. Um, obviously veteran guys that, that are excellent, that have done it at the highest level. And, um, you know, Thomas Morstead, I think really highly of him. You know, I watched him punt today, and it was just so easy and so consistent. And, you know, Greg is an excellent kicker, has been for all 12 years that he's played and um, with such a big leg. And, um, you know, they're talented, and that's what, you know, you're going to have to rely on your specialist as well, you know, at certain times, and, and they got some excellent ones. Yeah, that's kind of under the radar here, as you would anticipate. But Brant Boyer, he reminds me of Westhoff, not in personality uh, ways, but he's – But, like, so, respect the way that people think of Yeah, he survived. I mean, how yeah. many other guys are going to be right. here where the coaching staff changes multiple times and yeah. he stays? Yeah, it's because of the way that people respect him because he's an excellent special teams coach. And I like that Morstead is reuniting with Justin Hardy because those guys did damage together in New Orleans. And one thing that Boyer said about um, 
Morstad is he's one of the best, if not the top directional punter in the National Football League. Yeah, and you watch him punt. He's good at directional. He hits great hang time punts, hangs it up there. So I would think they would be one of the best in the league at having the least amount of return yards against them this year. You know, and, and yardage, oh, that's big. Yeah, that, oh, that's huge. And, and you, you know, that, that forces offenses to go, you know, a, another first down. And you can pin them back. And you can look at the numbers when, when you pin them inside the, the 10 and inside the 5, you know, how dramatically it drops, the percentage of drives, the score points. And so, you know, those, those are all huge. And when you have an excellent defense and a really good defensive line, you want a punter who's going to be able to limit them, put them down there. Uh, and pin them back deep. How many years for you at CBS now? It's my ninth year. Yeah, that's crazy. It's my ninth. How year. much are you enjoying it? And can you can you tell us about your schedule and what's yeah. on tap for you? Well, I only know my first three games. That's all they've they've given me, and that's all they've released. Uh, I'm at at Denver week one, which will be fun. The Raiders play at Denver. My son Jace will be kicking for Colorado, so he plays on Saturday, the day before against Nebraska. So that'll be cool because I get to go run over, watch him play, and then come over and do my game the next day. Um, and then uh, and then I'm in Tennessee. I get to see Justin Herbert and the Chargers go to Tennessee and take on the Titans and Vrabel. And, um, and, then, and then I get to go see Lamar Jackson in week three um, at Baltimore. Uh, the Colts play Baltimore. So I'm really excited about my schedule. I'm fascinated to see what happens in Denver and how Sean Payton's able to go in there and try and turn, out, turn around Russell Wilson and get him playing the way he has his entire career. And, you know, what Josh McDaniels is able to do with the Raiders, you know, and, and if they can play better. I mean, that defensive line has so much talent, and they probably didn't get the production that they expected out of them as well. So I just can't wait for the football season to start. You know, I love it. Love going and doing games, and my favorite thing is meeting with the coaches. You yeah, know, sitting down and doing their production meetings, and getting to pick their brains. And you see so many different ways of, of getting it done and different philosophies. You know, not just you know what their what their X's and O's are, but just the way they build a team, the way they go about it. That uh, that that's super fascinating to me. And we got to ask you, how's the golf game? Well, my son beat me the last three rounds. He hadn't really? beat, he hadn't beat me his entire life until a month ago. And now he's beat me three straight rounds. So uh, I'm not really happy with my golf game right now. Although I will say, like, the one round, <laughs> the one round he beat me his first time, I shot three under on the back nine. I shot four under the back nine. He shot three under. You guys are crazy. And, and he beat me by one. So he had to earn it. He played. Uh, and then he shot on Thursday. He beat me, but he was under par as well. So what can I do? He hits it like 60 yards by me every time. So... I'm, I'm, I'm starting from way back behind him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, I really enjoyed it. Great seeing you. Oh, it's, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.